Hello? Hello? Hello, Cliffy? Cliffy, it's Uncle Cliff Cliff. Cliffy? It's podcast time. And now, the Birthday Boy Podcast. Full stick of butter. Cliffy, it's Grandma Cliff Cliff. Give me a call at your convenience, okay? Cliff, this is your Uncle Cliff Cliff. Here's the host of Birthday Boy Podcast. The one and the only, Johnny Boy. My little baby boy. Baby butter boy. Womack style. Cliffy. I love you. Toggling your balls. Toggling your balls. Where's the rodeo? Uh, toggling his balls. I like your boots. Just below your nipple. Where are you headed? The biggest one yet. Toggle your balls. Toggling your balls. Fifty shades of gray. Slack, Cliffy. The biggest one yet. Cliffy. Oh my god. Hey there, teacher. It's going to be outrageous. What's my assignment? Your grandmother. I like your rubric. Great Donnell Winslow. Oh, please. Degrade me. Cliffy Baseball. Weepness. My little baby butter boy, little butter boy, clippy boy, baby boy. Sweet then. That's how you get blisters, Clippy. That's how you get blisters. Womack style. That sure tastes delicious. In my mouth. Hey, Firewoman. Cliff. Where's the fire? Puzzle, your balls. You're a smoker. The oatmeal tasting booth. Toggling your balls. Toggle your balls. Baby Butter Boy. The biggest and the best. You goddamn Butter Boy, son of a bitch. I can't get out of fuck of you, son of a bitch. To the Womack family holiday spectacular. Your grandmother just told me the good news. Or as we like to call it, the pizzle. Hellman's mayonnaise. The rockets red glare, the bombs bursting in air, and a delicious Helios pizza in your oven. Puzzle, your balls. Womack style. Oh, hey everybody. Oh, is this on? Are we on? Is this? Is this? Are we recording? Is this a podcast? Is this how you do a podcast? Oh my god, it's my first one. In almost a week. So, a little rusty. I can't remember how it's done. (laughs) Hey, welcome. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard podcast. Birthday Boy podcast episode 24. What an exciting episode it shall be, indeed. Probably not. I don't know. Uh, We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I I think they all stink. I think it's all a bunch of garbage. So let's uh, let's jump into it because I, I'd like to talk about. Uh, so the kids, the kids are really into uh, they're into this YouTube thing. Have you heard about the YouTube? You know about the you read about this? You see about this? You ever seen the YouTube? 
Uh, no, so, like, kids, like adults, like everybody, uh, they're nuts about YouTube, and <clears throat> it drives me, it drives me fucking crazy. Not the YouTube thing, like, whatever, you know. What drives me crazy is they'll, they'll ask to play the Nintendo Switch. Great, play some video games. And sometimes they'll play Skyrim, and that makes me very proud, and sometimes they'll play Splatoon, and that's nice, or they'll play whatever. All kinds of different games. Great, because it is a video game console. It's, it's a it's a piece of equipment designed for playing video games. <sighs> and I fucking hate when I come over. Hey, what you playing? And they're like, eh. I'm like, you're watching YouTube, aren't you? Yeah. And then I have to remind them, no, we don't do that. We do not. We do not use a Nintendo Switch for YouTube. That's not a three hundred dollar YouTube machine. You've got a fucking piece of shit, cheap-ass $40 Kindle. Go YouTube yourself crazy on the Kindle, because I don't care about the screen on the Kindle, because this Kindle's a piece of junk. The Switch is for video games, and video games only. Yes, I know you can get YouTube, and you can watch Hulu, and some... Stop watching YouTube on the Switch. It drives me... It drives me bananas. Pardon my French, but it really drives me bananas when the kids... Use the Switch to watch YouTube. Use the Switch to play video games. I'm very proud of uh, my youngest, though. She really got into Skyrim as of late. Just like the oldest. Just makes my heart sore. But I come over and they're watching that fucking YouTube. I'm like, no, no. There are 30,000 other devices in this house that you can use to watch stupid YouTube. The Switch is not one of them. The Switch is literally the only device in this house I don't want you using to watch YouTube. It's a video game console. Use it to play video games. <sighs> Whatever. It just bothers me. It doesn't bother them. They don't give a fuck. They would have to... Uh, they would have to fear me or respect me in order for that to happen. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so they they're into this uh, some fucking thing that they they found the other day or I don't know I don't know how long they've been watching. Uh, I don't monitor them nearly as much as I should on YouTube, but I go through and I you know I do come over and I, I monitor to that degree. What are you watching? Let me see. What, let me sh let me see your history. What videos have you been watching? Okay. It's, yeah, it's usually just it's. It's harmless shit. And that's the other thing, too. Like, watch YouTube on the TV so we can see exactly what you're watching. So we can shut it down. I could just delete YouTube from the Switch. That would be the easy way to go. If I had a brain, I would delete YouTube from the Switches. Alright, but they found this fucking video the other day, and, um, and they were cracking up. And they showed it to us, and we were cracking up, I guess. I don't know if I was cracking up, but... It's so, it's one of those so bad, it's, it's so bad, it's bad. But what's good, it's so bad, it's good, because then I would put YouTube on in the car, you know, just plug my phone in and put on YouTube on the phone and blast it through the car speakers. This, this song that they found, some kid, I don't know who this fucker is, I think he's some German kid, where is this guy? Mika, Micah, Mishiski, Misha, Misha, Mishovi. Silenosti? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But it's this little, uh, you know, kind of looks like a douchebag. This kid 
this YouTube. I'm the greatest YouTuber. Uh, there's two songs, and I, I gotta play the first one because it's it's just amazing. And while you're listening to this, I want you to picture... First, I want you to picture my kids laughing as they heard this song and played it over and over and over again, and then it's an earworm in my head and I can't stand it. That's fine. The enjoyable part is when I would then take this song and blast it in the car and roll down all the windows as I did yesterday. Uh, let's see, going to school, picking up from school, driving around the neighborhood. Uh, Kim had to drop off a parcel at the uh, the big blue box outside of the grocery store where Freddy Fistbump was actually standing. He didn't see me. He doesn't know my car. I kind of ducked down, get the tinted windows a little bit, so... <laughs> Uh, but I was I was blasting this song and the kids were furious. So I, I kind of um, it kind of backfired their endless playing of this song, and then I decided I would play it endlessly in the car as we were driving around. And here it is, Pokemon Go song by Misha for kids. Let's uh, let's check it out. Let's see. There we go. So good. Intoxicating. All day long. Every day. Guitar solo? Yes. By Metadon. How good is that? Voice of an angel. Voice of an angel, my friend. That's, uh... So that's Pokemon Go. And the kids have been watching it endlessly because it's so bad, obviously. They crack up. And then they... and But then it gets, gets me crazy because then I've got the stupid, stupid idiot song in my head. Uh, but yeah, then the cure for that is to blast it in the car. And I've, I mean, they get two children more pissed off than I had ever seen them. Because, I mean, when I say blasting, I mean blasting. Windows down. Pulling up to people. You know, it's one thing being on the street when there's cars nearby. But pulling up where people are entering and exiting the grocery store. And then there's Freddy Fistbump out there, you know, chatting it up with all his customers. And gathering grocery carts and then we're pulling right up to the mailbox and of course Kim uh, turned the power on because Kim was more embarrassed than anybody and she tried to try to stop it and I, I promised her that I wouldn't play it when she got out to drop off the package into the mailbox and of course she knows more than anybody that I'm a huge liar and I'm full of shit and of course I played it as soon as she got out of the car I put it on so we're just driving around and just driving around listen oh yeah Driving to school. Driving home from school. In park. In front of the mailbox at the grocery store. Oh, hey, there's Freddy Fistbump. Hey, Freddy. Hey, it's us. Over here. In the Pokemon car. Gotta catch them all. And then, uh, let's go to school, guys. Hey, I'm gonna pull you right up to the front. We're not going to park. We're going to pull the car right up to the front. 
so all your friends know how cool you guys are listening to this tune. Yes. Which is also ironic because the kids don't play Pokemon Go. They hate Pokemon. I hate Pokemon. We all we're a family of Pokemon haters. Kimmy and I have hated Pokemon since 1998, when those fucking Game Boy games came out, and we both worked at KB Toys. Those stupid kids. Oh, I'm Pokemon cards. Do you guys carry Pokemon cards? Do you carry Pokemon Blue? Pokemon Red? <sighs> so that's uh, that's the big hit single from YouTube for this week. Uh, Pokemon Go by Misha. Misha Mishoshu. Uh, and then he's got one. This one's a little... Uh, a little more adult. Song for all haters. Let's see. So the Pokemon Go has 80 million views. Wow. Uh, understandably. I think 79 million are from my kids alone. And then the haters song has two and a half million views, and it's a little more, uh, you know, he's he's grown up a little bit. And look, this Pokemon Go song, maybe that's uh, who knows. I I don't I have no idea. Like, uh, no 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 no. When did this come out? It's probably yeah. It's three years old. There's nothing new about it. I, I figured it had to be as old as Pokemon Go. Uh, but everything on YouTube is new to me. Oh, comments turned off. I have no idea why. Uh, everything on YouTube is new to me because I don't, I don't really scour YouTube looking for clips. Like I, I'll go down the, you know, I'll get sucked into the vortex. I'll go down the, the YouTube, uh, the endless rabbit hole. Because I'll get on one thing and then you click on another and another and you just keep going, 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 and it's just endless. But I'm not out there. I'm not looking for like you know stupid kid videos or you know. Only when I sit down with the children and we watch, you know, the little boy flipping out about the beach ball, beach ball, um, which is more entertaining for me to watch my own kids laughing at this this dummy. Uh, but yeah, that's this Pokemon Go by Misha is uh, obviously three years old, big hit, and uh, and awful, and the kids love it, and it, they crack up. And then, yeah, song for haters. Let's play this. I'm back. So every fucking song he says I'm back. Like. Well, all right, stupid. Where did you go? This is from 2017. A little edgier. I make more money. I make more money than your mother. I take all the girls. I'm better than Justin Bieber. I'm the next Bieber. Um, so the video, <laughs> it's a, uh, it's a hot chick sitting with a, with an 11 year old and they're holding hands. You know, that's, that's not the weird part. The weird part is then Misha shows up with a big wad of cash and hands it to her. And then she was, so it's just, I guess these small children in Germany or wherever this might be, they're just sitting around with prostitutes. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and he makes more money than your mom. Best YouTuber. He just handed money to another girl, and they're walking with him. 
Oh, and there's a third, a third girl. He's forming a bit of a harem. Butt shots. These three chicks, who are clearly prostitutes, and he's just walking around with his stupid T-shirt, jeans, looking like an asshole, dancing like an asshole. Like, what's the what's the level of self-awareness? Getting all the hoes? Yeah. Misha for kids. Misha for kids is getting all the money and all the hoes. And oh, and the video ends. He's giving us he's giving us the middle finger. So my guess would be, since this came out a year after the <laughs> Pokemon Go song, I'm gonna guess before the comments were turned off. He may have read some of the comments. I'm not going to speculate as to what those comments may have been, but I'm just going to guess that maybe they were less than complimentary. Maybe not super flattering towards Misha Mishovi and his love of Pokemon Go every day. Oh, I love Pokemon Go every day. Uh, Cliffy, it's Cousin Cliff, Cliff. I, I've got a new song. <laughs> Is that is that who this is? That's what this kid reminds me of. He's Cousin Cliff. His Cousin Cliff is, you know, hasn't quite lost his voice. His cracks every once in a while. Uh, like uh, like Peter Brady. And uh, and he started out, you know, sweet little innocent. I uh, play Pokemon Go every day. That's it. I love Pokemon Go. I play it every day. And now a year later, it's middle fingers and... I make more money than your mother, and I've got all the hoes and all the money, and I'm the greatest YouTuber. I am the best YouTuber. Uh, yeah, that sounds like this is like the German cousin Cliff. I am the best YouTuber. I get all the hoes. Oh, god damn it! Every day. So the kids, the kids can't stop watching these videos. It's new to them. It's new to me, and. Uh, yeah, that song for the haters. Yeah, it's for kids. Uh, so yeah, I'm guessing, I'm guessing that maybe maybe the haters that he's referring to is every single person ever who ever watched his "I Love Pokemon Go" video. Because uh, I would imagine the comments. Yeah, you, you can imagine what the comments were, right? I I can imagine. I wonder. Oh yeah. Oh, oh. Why not? One more time. Uh. I mean, you know, I know he's a child, uh, but I like to, I want to be fair. If I'm going to make fun of adults, I should make fun of children. This kid looks like a dullard. He looks like if a dullard mated with a simpleton and popped out at imbecile. I mean, it's, it's extraordinary. I can't stop watching. I'm just like my kids. I can't stop watching it. Go. And that's what I do. I try to go up in my high octaves, my upper register, and uh, and scream out the window while we're playing this song, driving around. 973,000 thumbs up. <laughs> 1.9 million thumbs down. I could see where that would result in uh, 
some little douche kid coming up with a song against a song for the haters. My journey to Hollywood. Oh my god. It, this sounds the same as the My Journey to Hollywood. It's the same as the haters one, isn't it? I am the best YouTuber. It's as Huh. Wow. Oh, you tried to bully me. Okay. I, I don't know what the words are. Picking up hose. I wish he had the lyrics on here. Okay. Oh, all right, all right. Let me try to let me try to play this. I found a lyric. I found the lyrics. Uh, okay, let's let's. All right, great. I'm back. I'm the new legend, the next Justin Bieber. Let's see. So I want to know what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. New legend, the next Justin Bieber. Get all the girls. Deal with it, bro. You tried to bully me, but now I make more money than your mother. Who's the boss now? Better than Fossey Tube. Filthy Frank will be replaced. Max Mofo is disgusting. Jacksepticeye is a clown. I'm the best YouTuber. So he's just he's just listing off the YouTubers. Better than Casper Lee. Shane Dawson will be replaced. Joe Sugg is just a clown best youtuber okay so that's it that's all he's saying i didn't know what the fuck he was saying he's listing youtubers i've never heard of okay it's great lyrics he should have no thumbs down for this guitar solo yes this is where i really like to crank it when we're when we're out on an Oh, getting all the money and getting all the hoes. I'm the boss, Misha. Money, getting all the hoes. H Haters GTFO. <laughs> Produced by Metadon. Written by Mishovi Silanosti. Release date August 31st, 2006. So yeah, the, the whole family is late to the party on that one. If that was something that everybody was talking about three years ago, I wasn't. I wasn't there for that conversation, but I am now. And uh, what a treat! That little Misha—he's really going places, and uh, you know, unbelievably talented. Uh, it's great to see all these super talented kids putting in all this hard work and effort and getting millions of dollars uh, to be the best YouTuber. So that's fun. That's fun. My God, was I born in the wrong fucking decade? Because that's the thing. Everything that exists now was everything that was in my head, whatever, 30 years ago when I was getting into all this shit, making videos, all this crap. I used to, I, I used to beg my, I beg my parents like to get me a, to have a public access show because that was there was no YouTube, there was no internet. So you just made videos to show people 
or the closest, the next best thing was to get on a public access channel, which would have it would have done absolutely nothing. Just you know, a couple people would have seen me locally, but it was like, hey, this is you know, this is my big dream here. Uh, but that didn't happen. But God damn it, if YouTube was around, are you fucking kidding me? That's all I would be doing. That's all I did anyways was make videos. I sat in my room. I was either out making videos or in my room editing videos and dubbing over my videos with my voice and with music. And if they had f- f- motherfucking YouTube back then, oh my God. Oh, I can tell you I wouldn't have wasted a second going to college, that's for sure. And all those other seconds getting my MBA, not a fucking chance. Not a chance. That's why that's why I continue to say, like, hey, if you want to go to college, go to college. Uh, fine. If the profession that you desire requires college, then okay. But if you don't know what the fuck you're going to do, just why, why go to college? Stay home. Make these fucking YouTube videos. Come up with a piece of garbage song like that that gets 80 million views. 80 million views, and then you go to conventions and you're signing autographs and you've got sponsors. Uh, Speaking of sponsors, uh, I would just like to thank the sponsors of the Birthday Boy podcast. Preemptively. I would assume sometime down the road there will be sponsors, and I would like to thank them. You have no idea what you're getting into. But I can assure you, you will not regret it. So... Yeah, so this this YouTube kid has been uh, has been the obsession of the week for my kids, and then I turned it around on them because they were playing it endlessly, and I played it endlessly in the car, drove them up the wall, made them furious with rage that I would even play it at such a high volume with the windows down for everyone to hear. Oh, I also played it. Uh, we were driving home from school, and the the bus was letting the kids out in the neighborhood, and so there were a bunch of friends, so of course I blasted it there, too. And why did I do that? Because, uh, you know what? Uh, I haven't heard that song, other than here on the podcast, I haven't heard that song in a couple days. And uh, so that that may be the end of it. And that's my That was my plan all along. I know how to put these things to bed. When the kids get obsessed with something that drives me nuts, I then become obsessed with it. And I throw it right back in their faces. And then they see how much I like something. And they say, wow, this is super lame. We were wrong. It's not even funny anymore. Dad thinks it's funny, so it sucks. And then you never hear from it again. And that's the that's the ultimate power that a, uh, that a parent has, particularly a dad with daughters, is just take anything, anything that they like that you find annoying, just get into it, man. And uh, and share that enthusiasm, and uh, and they'll be done with it as soon as they see how much you're enjoying it, because they'll realize, oh, okay, this sucks and it's lame because Dad likes it. So mission accomplished, I think. But then again, do I do I really hate that song that much, or do I actually enjoy it as much as they do? Hmm. That's the real question. So. I've got uh, I've got my list of topics. They're very very vague. I have one. I can't. I don't know what this means. It just says. Putting. Putting on your pants. Like a separate topic. Putting on my pants. I don't even. I have no idea what that is. 
putting on my pants. I mean, I put I put pants on when I leave the house. I mo- I mostly have shorts on, quite honestly, and then sometimes pants. But why would that be a topic on the podcast? And how do I not remember even writing that, let alone what it's supposed to mean? What could this topic be? Putting on... Putting... Is it supposed to be... I mean, my, my handwriting is atrocious, and sometimes I can't even read it. I, putting on your pants? Putting? Did I, are those D's? Pudding on your pants? I haven't had pudding on my pants. I haven't had anything on my pants. Did something happen to my pants recently? I'm, I'm looking at my pants right now. They look fine. I mean, I put on my dress pants last week a couple times. And the, you know, the, the dress slacks. I wore jeans. When I went to the wrestling event, I put on those pants. But nothing, I don't recall anything funny or podcast-worthy happening when I put on my pants. This is going to drive me, yeah, I think this is going to drive me crazy forever. Putting on your pants. Why is this a topic? Why? What does that mean? Fucking idiot. This is why I don't ever do shorthand. This is why I literally write down everything that everyone says anytime, because I don't know my own shorthand. Putting on your pants. Does that say pants? Maybe it doesn't say pants. Putting on your pants. There can be no other word. Putting on your pants. That's it. That's all I have written down. That's my note. Putting on your pants. Great topic. Great job, stupid. Couldn't have elaborated like a couple more words so I know what the fuck I meant days ago when I wrote putting on your pants. Putting on your pants. Putting on the Ritz. Oh, man. I don't know. I really don't know. Hmm. Oh, putting on your... Ah, I just got it. it. has nothing to do with my pants or me putting on my pants. It was a thing... Okay, okay. Ha, wow. This is great. This is a great podcast. I prepared... I really prepared well for this by having everything all queued up and ready to go instead of just guessing what my notes meant. This is a really, really good uh, episode 24. Let me know how much you like it, by the way, uh, by writing an email to birthdayboypodcast at gmail.com and tell me how great this episode has been so far by playing shitty YouTube songs and forgetting what my topics even mean on my notes. Okay, so we all know we have New New Hampshire Chronicle in New Hampshire with Fritzy, Fritz Weatherby, talking about Binky Sears and Flippy Fartmouth and Fern Pistains and all that in Knob, New Hampshire. Uh, you know, so we've got the fake Fritz that I do, the real Fritz every night on our TV, on New Hampshire Chronicle at 7, on the local, on WMUR, the New Hampshire ABC station, the one and only news station out of New Hampshire. All the other news stations are out of Boston. And WCVB, CBV, whatever it is, uh, the ABC station out of Boston. So we, we have two ABC channels. One's the New Hampshire one, one is the Boston one. As soon as New Hampshire Chronicle is over at 7:30, then Chronicle comes on the other, the Boston Channel. This is basically Boston Chronicle. It's all stuff. It's just like New Hampshire Chronicle, but uh, it's in Boston, you see. And uh, so these two, they they were introing this this bit that they did on a singing telegram guy. I mean, it's, you know, whatever. 
there's a, still a singing telegram business, and this guy is clearly he's thriving. I'm not playing any of those clips. It's just some jackass. He was walking around in a chicken suit. But as they were, uh, as they were setting up the video, uh, well, yeah, she just mentioned uh, one of the reporters mentioned all the things you do in the morning, and uh, let's just take a listen. All of us, for the most part, start our day for work much the same way. We get up, we get dressed, we putting on our pants one leg at a time. And it's the same process, mm, no matter what you wear. Almost. All right, so that's it. We get up, we get dressed, we putting on our pants. We know editing. Like the thing's not live, at least not that I know of. I don't. I don't imagine this show's live. It's these two jackasses in a studio. You know, throwing it to the throwing it to the video clips, throwing it to the the reports that somebody's edited together earlier in the week. Maybe they're live. I can't. I can't imagine that they would do this live. I can't imagine why they would do this live. It has to be pre-taped, I would think. And how do you let something like that slip through? If it's live, okay. We putting on our pants. When we get up in the morning, we putting on pants. It's almost like when Kevin Malone... Why say many word, few word, do trick. We get up morning putting on pants. Okay, that's it. That was my topic. Putting on your pants. We have the same routines when we get up in the morning. We get out of bed, we brush our teeth, we take a shower, we putting on pants, we walking outdoor, we car get into, we work to go to, we coming home after, we taking off pants. If we name Cliff, we do next thing after that. We taking off pants, we getting out lotion, we closing blinds. We look at magazine meant for cousin. We enjoy magazine. We enjoying magazine. We making we making fun time. We making fun time with self. We Cliffy make fun time with self after putting on pants in morning, then taking off pants at night. We doing that every night. We sometimes doing it many times. Doing it many time, especially when family driving away to visit other family and house all alone in pound pound. We pounding off, we pounding off when wife kids not home. Pound pound, pound pound is opening for business. We putting on pants in morning, we taking off pants at night. We pounding off after pants taking off is... We enjoy this muchly. We name Cliff. We finish pound pound. We finish pounding off in pound pound. We then take quick walk around block for fresh air. We walking back into house. We, oh, we putting on pants before we taking walk for fresh air. We walking back into house. We taking off pants. We then pounding Five or six more time, pounding, pounding, we putting on pajamas for bed, we pounding off again into pajamas, we sleeping at night, we getting up in morning, we take shower, we putting on pants again, we going to work, we come home, and then we pound, pound, open for business. We Cliff Womack, we 
putting on pants, we taking off pants, we pounding off near pants. So much pounding, so many time, so many days, pounding, pounding, taking off pants, pounding, putting on pants, pounding. Monday through Friday, pounding. Saturday, pounding. Sunday, take break from pounding. But then realize, pounding nice, so pounding more on Sunday than any other day. Ah, yes. The classic Vince DiCola score from Rocky IV, the training montage, which I play every single time I run around the track at the Y. <laughs> this is when, when the Spotify list comes out at the end of the year, the custom list that everybody gets, you know, their top 100 songs. There's no question what's going to be right at the top of mine. Oh, yeah. Here I am rounding the bend. Running. Running yet somehow being lapped by the old people speed walking. I don't even think I... I, I don't even know how heavy I'm breathing because I have this blasting in my earbuds and I deliberately, you know, to get me pumped up, but also so that I don't uh, hear myself sucking wind. <laughs> yeah, it gets me going. Getting up to that fucking Y every morning. Doing my laps. Oh, I, and I will say it, uh, maybe, maybe the wheels... Maybe the wheelies have been listening to the podcast because they have not been on the track uh, getting in my way. So that's good. The one wheelie there, he's been doing like arm stuff, upper body, like, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. You do that. You do that. You stay there, you do that. Anyway, uh, so meanwhile, down south, as I'm, uh, as I'm running around the track... Up here in the north, uh, my dad, my mom, my mother-in-law, I think my sister, I think my brother-in-law, I think everybody's been going to this Orange Fitness place, Orange Theory Fitness, and like I'm super proud, especially my dad and my mom, like getting into this thing. My dad's like super into it, goes every day. It's all pumped up and everything goes through their all the reps, all the little stations that you do. It honestly sounds awful to me. Uh, I'm going to go with him in a few weeks when we see them. Uh, but you go to the different stations, and there's a treadmill, and there's a this, and you squat thrusts. By the way, when burpees are now, that's what they call squat thrusts. Are they the same thing? Because they keep saying burpee. Burpees. Let me see. Yeah, it's a fucking burpee or squat thrust. Why the goddamn fuck did you decide, hey, you know, Squat Thrust is a stupid name. We really need a good name for this thing. Oh, how about Burpee? Great. Yeah, let's call it Burpee. Hey, it's time to do our Burpees, guys. 
jerk-offs. The whole exercise community can kiss my ass. Burpees. Why the fuck is it burpee? It's a fucking squat thrust. Oh, let's do burpees. Ugh. Anyway, so my, my, my parents are down there. They're doing that orange fitness thing, and they really like it. My dad's, like, super into it. He goes every day. He's making friends there, but they do like it's real like motivational. Like when you're when you're in it, like people will like high five you on the treadmill next to you and like yeah, I you know how I feel about being motivated by somebody. Like that's gonna have the opposite. Like I'm gonna somebody starts like you can do it, you can do it, and like high fiving me, I'm I'm out of there. You're never gonna see me again. That's why I love the why. It's just me and those old fucks and those wheelchair fucks. Fighting for space on the track, but not saying a goddamn word to anybody. I love it. I love it. It's just pure silence. I don't even. I don't. I don't say hi even to like the front desk people. Like nothing. I walk in. I scan my phone, my little phone, uh, you know, thing and the scanny thing, so that I scan in, checking in, and I run upstairs. I hop on the. I do some stretches. I hop on the track. I listen to my shows and I and then when it's time to run I listen to my motivational Rocky Four soundtrack. And then that's it. And then I leave. That's it. I don't I don't know any of the people. I don't want to know any of the people. I never will know any of the people. Uh and this orange thing is like you are gonna know everybody. You're gonna know all the coaches or trainers, whatever they call you, the people who do the workout with you. Like my my parents are like Facebook friends with all of, like not all of them, but a lot of these people. Uh, you know, it's all, I'm already completely turned off to the whole thing. But I'm gonna go because you know it's something to do, a little bonding time with the old man when when we get together. We'll go and you know check it out. And he knows, he has to know deep down inside that there's no chance I'll ever set foot in the place again. Just because that's not at all my style. I don't want the motivation. I don't want the people, like, cheering me on. And I sure as shit don't want some sweaty motherfucker on a treadmill high-fucking-fiving me. And I don't want to hear something that is called a squat thrust being referred to as a burpee. <sighs> anyway. So, but it's great. Because my dad and my mom, you know, a bunch of the, the family love it. My mother-in-law was here. She went to the one in Nashua and had a great time. It's fantastic for them. For me, not so much It's from the sounds of things. It sounds awful. But for them, it's fantastic, and it's really working and seeing results. So, goddamn, that's awesome. Go get it. Get swole. Do all that shit. So, uh... Yeah, so, yeah, so my dad, I mean, he, you know, my, my parents look great, mother-in-law looks, everybody's looking great. Uh, so recently, uh, the folks were, were out in Myrtle Beach about a week ago, and uh, my mom posted a nice picture of my dad on the beach, and he's looking slim and trim and tan and everything, and he's just looking great. So I commented, where did that comment go? Uh, I just wrote, my dad just turned 73. He looks phenomenal. It kind of like that Steve Martin thing. It does help that he's had gray hair since he was like, you know, 11 years old. So then you just, you know, you kind of, you know, the face doesn't really change. That's when we get old, our hair gets gray. And that's the thing that makes us look. My dad's always had this gray hair. So he really, he looks the same as he did 30 years ago. He looks phenomenal. So I said, great picture of dad. This is on Facebook. He looks like he's 50. Keep up the great work at Orange Theory. You know. 
No, no, he does. He looks like he's... Fi- I'm not going to be a, an asshole and say you look like you're 25. He doesn't look like he's 25. He looks like he's 50, which is great. Because 50 was 1996. So, so the fact that he looks like he did in, in the mid-90s is pretty damn good. And, and my dad, you know, with little heart emojis. Thank you, son. All that stuff. And that's it. And then we moved on. And my, you know, it was really, really nice. And I had FaceTimed with the... F- with the parents when they were Myrtle Beach, and you know, say, hey, you got, you're looking great. They, they do, they look great. It's all great. Okay, so that's the end of the Facebook comment, right? Eh, wrong. Somebody, this guy, shows up, this Tom Slack character, tags me in a comment, says he doesn't look a day over 48, and he, along with your mother, is a beast at OTF. I'm like, oh, here we fucking go. Here we go. Some, some shit pot is going to show up and tell me, tell me things about my parents as though I've never met them before. Hey, asswipe. Yeah, I've, I've known my parents for some time. I'm aware of what they're doing. Thank you. It's a nice comment. I get he's complimenting my dad. He's complimenting my mom. But, you know, it gets a little annoying and then it just keeps on going. And I said, yeah, that's what I hear. That's great. Like, yeah, that's my way of saying no shit. But P.S. I don't know you. Stop talking to me. Just leave me alone. So naturally, he takes that as his cue to keep responding. They are both a true inspiration to everyone at Orange Theory Fitness. And I'm like, yeah, that's I know. That's I'm like I know. I know they are. Thank you. Like tell them. Don't you don't have to tell me. I know, and I talk to my parents all the time, and I tell them how proud I am and how great it is. And it's like, wow, you guys, you know, seventy. My mom's. A couple years is going to be 70. It's all, like, phenomenal. It's phenomenal what they're doing. It's so impressive. And I don't need a stranger who I don't know just showing up to tell me that it's impressive and that it's inspirational. And I said, yeah, I, Tom, I have no doubt. It's great. Then he tags me back. John, sent you a message. I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? Why... Why did you send me a message? We are not Facebook friends. We are not in real life friends. We're not anything. Send my dad a message. Like like what I would do to him. Like tell him. Like I've texted my dad. This is, you know, you guys are doing a great job. I'm really proud. I'm happy you're getting super healthy and blah, blah, blah. And it's, I believe I have used the word inspirational myself. I don't know. This fucking guy sends me a private message. Your dad and mom are amazing people. Their smile and friendly personalities, along with their zest for life. I've never, ever meet... I mean, this guy's, you know, the, the spelling and grammar. <laughs> maybe maybe run a maybe run a comb through that before, before hitting the send button. I've never, ever meet kinder people in my life. You should feel honored to be their son. I'm fortunate to call them friends. Okay. I am honored to be their son. They're wonderful parents. They've always been great parents. What I... That's not the problem. Here's the problem. A stranger that I don't know, who I've never met, who I hope to never meet, has now sent me a private text message on Facebook telling me... Not... And that's the wording, too. He didn't say, Boy, you must really enjoy being their son, something like that. No, there wasn't a question. It was a state. It was an order. Actually, it wasn't a, even a statement. It was an, or, he's ordering me to be honored. You should feel honored to be their son. 
How goddamn dare you, you son of a gun, you son of a bitch, Tom Slack, to text me privately, to tell me, to instruct me on how to feel about being the... How fucking dare you? Seriously, who is this? So, of course, I immediately... So, you know, I just I just wrote back, absolutely, and then I completely let it go and didn't bring it up again. Or the reality happened, which is I immediately called my parents on FaceTime while they were on their vacation in Myrtle Beach and said, what the fuck? And read the conversation. I said, who is this guy? Why is he even talking to me? He needs to go. He needs to be dealt with. Who is he? Is he a coach? No, he's just a participant. He's just a guy who goes to that orange place and exercises and is inspired by my dad being in his 70s doing all these great, you know, workout things and, you know, just knocking out of the park, which is fabulous. It's nice. He's, you know, he's inspired and, he, he, you know, my parents are obviously super nice to this guy uh, and all that. And so I, you know, I said to my parents, I said, you need to tell him. I said, I'm not, I'm not dealing with this Tom anymore. You need to tell him that I don't need his advice on how, what to feel honored to be your parents. And of course, my parents said, aren't you honored to be our son? And I said, of course I'm honored to be your son, just as you're honored to be my parents. But that goes without saying. I don't need, and I said, come imagine, imagine if you, if I'm hanging out with somebody, I met somebody at the Y that I become friends with, which is, you know, already that's never going to happen. The story is, we know it's a bullshit story already. Like I made friends with somebody at the Y. Okay. It's a, it's a lie already, but just, let's just say hypothetically, I go to the Y and I start making friends with the same people, the old timers on the track. And they're just like, oh, you're an inspiration. You're the greatest. And let's just say mom and dad, that somebody you've never met who I know from the Y who feels a great closeness to me texts you, sends you a message out of the blue, you've never met this person, and then they tell you, they instruct you, boy, that John, that son of yours sure is an inspiration, you should feel honored to be his parents. Imagine somebody had the nerve, the audacity to send a message like that to you. Whether you agreed with it or not, the idea that a stranger is texting you a message telling you to feel honored about anything is such bullshit. I want to reach through my phone and just slap the shit out of this guy's... Slap the shit out of his... Slap the shit out of him. I was going to say slap the shit out of his mouth. I guess that, that he does have a shit mouth. He has a shit mouth that he puts into a text. And text me his shit. Tom Slack. You should feel honored to be their son. Oh, you know what? You you worry about what you feel, and you leave me the fuck out of what I should feel. How about I'll worry about my feelings, you worry about yours. So, uh, so my parents, and this is why I'm honored to be their son, because they sat there patiently for 20 minutes while I ranted, as I am doing now, uh, about how pissed off I am that this jackass is emailing me, or texting me, or whatever it is, telling me that I, I must feel, I should feel honored to be their son. Well, well, goddamn asshole. You don't tell me. You don't get to tell me what I feel honored about. Good grief. Holy mackerel. 
what a what a what a bastard. And so I just was like, they're the greatest. And he wrote back, yes, they are. I'm like, yeah, fuck off. Like, uh, he's not he's not adopting you, prick. Ha ha. I'm actually his son. You can fuck off. Whoever this guy is. Who is this guy? Who does this? Can you imagine, though? Can you imagine if I... If I... If I became friends with somebody and I and they have children, they have adult children, and I just I've never met their children, I don't know anything about the relationship that they have with their children. I know that this friend is like a really good person and I'm really like, wow, you're great. It's great to spend time with you and yeah, you're such an awesome guy. And then imagine if I texted their kid with no knowledge of anything about their relationship. I text their kid to just say Hey, listen, you should feel honored to be, uh, you know, Freddy Fistbump's son. <laughs> yeah, because that's, that's probably the closest thing to, like, that's probably the closest thing to a, a friend. <laughs> like some stranger that I meet through the course of my daily life. Although he's no friend, he's, you know, in, he's, he's, my, he's my best friend at the grocery store. He's my best grocery store of all the people at the grocery store. Of Freddy and the guy who's uh, did you find everything you were looking for uh, and uh, and 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 Surly Douglas and all the other guys at Shaw's you know by default Freddy Fistbump is my best friend at Shaw's within the walls of Shaw's I guess Freddy is my <laughs> so so suddenly imagine if I if I just start like I find out that Freddy Fistbump who's you know he's probably 15 years younger than I am but, uh, you know, I found out he has a son, and I send a text to his son saying, you should be honored, you should be honored that Freddy Fistbump is your dad. You should be honored to be Fistbump's son. You should be honored to be Fistbump Jr. This is quite the legacy that your father has left for you. Like, imagine the fucking, I would never have the audacity to do that. To not know somebody and then text them out of the blue to tell them to be honored to be somebody's kid. Fuck you. Fuck you. That's amazing. Yeah, my, I mean, and I, and I kept repeating to my parents. I said, you know, he just, he's, he's really taken by both of you. He's, he's really into you. And 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 they said, oh, oh, that's just how he is with everybody. And then talking to my mother-in-law, who also knows this guy from the same Orange Fitness Theory place, uh, she said, no, he's not like that with everybody. He's not like. So he's, he's developed as you know. He's developed, let's just politely say, strong feelings for my parents. <laughs> and strong enough that he would dare reach out to me on Facebook to message me to say, you should feel honored to be their son. You should feel honored that I haven't already driven down there to run over you in the parking lot as you're exiting Orange Fitness Theory, Theory Fitness, Orange, whatever the fuck it's called, and run over you while you're high-fiving all the rest of the assholes. You dig? You dig, bro? Feel honored about that. Okay? Feel honored about, uh, unlike my buddies at the Y, wheeling up and down the track, that you're, you've got these two nice little healthy legs that haven't gotten stuck underneath a Toyota. Of course, uh... Full disclosure, I would never, have never, will never, would never actually do such a horrific thing as run somebody down in the parking lot. In my wildest fantasies, yes. 
uh, as I have done several times since receiving this message. Only in my only in my wildest fantasies. And yes, in my wildest fantasies, I'm running people down with my car. That's most of my wildest fantasies involve me uh, plowing over my enemies in my car, just leaving a trail. Anyway, I'll close out this segment by just simply saying, you, you out there listening right now, you should feel honored to be listening to the Birthday Boy Podcast. You will feel honored to be listening to the Birthday Boy Podcast. And you will continue to honor me, the Birthday Boy, with five-star feedback on iTunes and emails singing my praise to the inbox, birthdayboypodcast at gmail.com, and sharing with your friends, telling them that they must, insisting, insisting that they must not only listen to the Birthday Boy podcast, but they must feel, they must feel honored to even be considered by you, their friend, to be listening to the to, to recommend, to have the Birthday Boy podcast recommended to them. They should feel honored that you even recommended the podcast to them. That's what I'm trying to say. Yes. So go go forth and honor me. Do my bidding. At once. I'll be right back. Oh, yeah. What do I want to talk about next? Hmm. I like this tune. I'm not a Green Day fan at all. At all. But I like this one. It's not bad. I think they might I think they might actually have some success after all. Once it's all said and done. You can see them going places. With a tune like this. Those Green Day boys, listen to me. They'll be fine. What do I want to talk about? I don't... uh... Oh, you know what? I want to update you on Whiff. Whiff Clomac. There is no real update. As you know, I submitted my... Whiff submitted her uh, application last week for that, that position. That dreadful, dreadful position. And uh, the result was within, geez, maybe an hour or two. They took that posting down. <laughs> it was completely deleted. So, I mean, I think I, I, I would what I wouldn't give to have been a fly on the wall when those pricks were uh, were reading that response. Hey, we got a bite. Let's let's take a look. Let's see. What's oh, we got a, an applicant? Ooh, what is what perfection? I believe this this applicant is insulting us. How dare they insinuate that fifteen to twenty dollars an hour is less than substantial payment for the mere request of somebody who is absolutely perfect and will not let a single error slip by. Well, that's unfair. Uh, 
Yeah, so so the the post was taken down, and I thought maybe they would come back and like tweak it, and it would be repo. I haven't seen it. I keep I keep searching, I keep scouring Indeed.com to see, and of course it was a confidential company, so it's not like I can just easily you know I can't just go on their website because I don't know what the company is. Frankly, I think it was just bullshit. I think it was somebody looking for some kind of sex slave would be my that would be my guess. Uh, and I guess, uh, for whatever reason, Whiff wasn't up to snuff. I don't know how Whiff can't be up to snuff. If there's one thing Whiff is up to, it's snuff. Uh, but I got a text from, uh, from Carrie Dumas. Well, first of all, she texted me a picture of herself, uh, drinking out of a coffee mug that says, <laughs> that says, blessed. <laughs> Uh, as you may recall, uh, last week's episode, I was talking about how I hate things like fry yay and people who go around saying blessed, I'm blessed, hashtag blessed, this is so blessed, feeling blessed, everything's blessed, go fuck your blessed. Um, so she sent me a picture of her drinking out of a coffee mug with the word blessed on it, and I, my response was fuck off. Uh, and I said, now would be a good time to toss that mug right in the trash. Dumas responds, ha, 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 ha. I just bought it yesterday. And this is the great thing. This had nothing to do with the podcast. She hadn't listened to last week's podcast. She said, I just bought it yesterday and listened to the podcast this morning. So just pure coincidence, she went out and got herself a goddamn mug that says, blessed. <laughs> Oh, baby. That says blessed on it. And then the very next morning, probably while having a nice, sipping a nice hot cup of joe, nice, a nice tea, a nice coffee of some kind, a French roast, <laughs> and listening to the podcast as I'm shitting on anyone who ever says the word blessed. Hashtag blessed. Oh, man. That's fabulous. I said, are you serious? She said, I shit you not. And, uh, yeah, and of course, I have to, in addition to making Birthday Boy podcast jerseys, I definitely have to make merch that says things like blessed and fry yay, like mugs that say those things with the Birthday Boy podcast image on it. Oh, man. Dumas also had some feedback. She says, LOL. Oh, I said, that's so funny. I just showed Kimmy and the kids the picture of the blessed mug. Of course, I had to provide context since Kim is a million episodes behind, and I don't let the kids listen. Well, sometimes I let them listen. Dumas says, LOL, you're so funny. That is true. Loved the Whiff Clomac thing, and you just reading the job description in general was amazing. To which I responded, awesome, thanks, Dumas. It's funny, a few hours after I sent my application, or... Whiff sent her application. The post had been taken down. And Carrie says, Oh my God, you did it. I would literally trade like five years of my life to know what transpired when someone read that. Maybe ten years. And of course I said, I know. It kills me that I'll never get to find out. And then I, f I concluded by saying, I would gladly trade five to ten years of your life to find out as well. Which is true. Uh, I don't think I have five to ten years to spare. So Dumas uh, would be the first... Those would be the first uh, years that I would shave off somebody's life. And I would hope that she would be honored to have it happen. 
just for the sake of the podcast. Uh, what's five to ten years? A person like Carrie Dumas is probably going to live to be like 112 years old anyway. So, like, really, who gives a shit about five to ten years? I might live to be like 43. So, <laughs> five to ten years is uh, it's cutting it. We're we're going we're going uh, yeah we're going over the uh, the spending limit so to speak. So yeah, <sighs> boy, I would I, I would I don't know who knows what the company was who knows what the job was I think it was just some prick who wanted some asshole to come in and get paid peanuts to be available all day long to come in the morning and then come back at night and just type up all this shit and make this boss, this company owner, probably some little bullshit company somewhere, make him not look like as big of a fucking asshole as he is, or a moron as he is, and, uh, you know, fix all the errors, do all that shit, be the, be the cleaner, and, uh, and get, you know, get a couple hundred bucks a week, maybe, for that, for their troubles, maybe a couple hundred bucks a week, I don't know, what is it, four hours a day? Yeah, if you're lucky, a couple hundred bucks a week, I guess. Yeah, that sounds reasonable. Sounds like a great, sounds like a great gig. So yeah, hopefully they read this and said, "Wow, I'm an idiot. I should retire immediately." And then they not only pulled the posting offline, but then they uh, they closed down the company, uh, and that's that's it. It's over. That's that's what I hope for. So that's what we do here at the Birthday Boy Podcast. You know what we make? We don't just make uh, quality audio programming. We also we also make one other thing. We make a difference. Yeah. Who knows how many suckers would have been lured into this garbage position and had to go provide eight references, four personal and five professional, whatever the fuck the requirement was, and go through a rigorous series of tests and projects, sample projects, only to then be hired for one week probationary period to then pass that week and then you can have the job which is then maybe two to four hours a day which could then maybe become 35 hours a week which will definitely not pay you any more than 15 to 20 dollars an hour i mean people because like if there's somebody out there and they're desperate and they have those skills they would uh, you know i saved them yeah, sure, they, they, I may have eliminated an opportunity to get a paycheck, but hopefully that would steer them in the direction of legitimate opportunities out there on Indeed that pay that or more for, you know, a reasonable reasonable expectations, quality of life, work-life balance, things like that. So, so we did it. We made a difference here in the Birthday Boy podcast. We eliminated a terrible position from the Internet and uh, hopefully close down a company for good once they realize, wow, we're stupid. We don't deserve to even be in business. We shouldn't be running this company with idiotic job postings like that. Uh, who who are we? What have we become? We need to close shop immediately and go live in a cave forever until our dying days. That's all we deserve for being such fuckheads. Uh, I got some feedback from, uh, from Jody, from my good friend Jody. Uh which I can't find at the moment. Ah, here we go. So, Jody is in the process of catching up on the episodes, and from the sounds of things, recently finished up episode 10 of the Birthday Boy podcast with her her special friend there, Joe. Uh, So I got a... uh, A couple nights ago, I got a text, and it's a picture of Jody and Joe, which I hope his last name starts with a D, so that he goes by Joe D., 
So it's Joe D and Jody. Come on, that's that's not comedy. I don't know what is. So the picture is uh, Joe D and Jody, uh, both with their thumbs down, both <laughs> both wearing jerseys, and it simply says episode ten sucked. <laughs> Joe said you sounded like Robert D. Rayford about the beach. Check out my 27-year-old Bears jersey. Episode 11 should be called Redemption. Uh, which I had to look up who Robert D. Rayford is, and he's some old, like, some old dead southern hillbilly who used to be on a show called John Boy and Billy. Which, I mean, if that doesn't sound like some kind of old rednecky syndicated southern nonsense drive time garbage radio i don't know what does uh so i said who the fuck is robert rayford and i said oh please everything i say is gold i said you know what sucks the beach because i realized ah yes of course jody loves the beach I, episode 10 was me sitting on the beach complaining about the beach and all the things I hate about the beach like beach volleyball and pigeons and sand and sunshine and all these horrible things and people with beer koozies and little radios with their music that nobody nobody asked to listen. Nobody, what, do we have a town hall? Do we vote? You're the guy with the music of all the hundreds of people completely unrelated to each other on the beach right now. We've nominated you as the guy that gets to pick the... Oh, you're going to put on FM radio? Wow, cool. Hopefully they'll play something that was made, uh, you know, within the last 80 years. Awesome. Thanks for providing this great entertainment. Oh, boy. FM radio. Neat. Oh, it's waterproof. That's cool, too. Uh, So, anyway. So, I realized, ah, yes, episode 10 was me complaining about the beach, sitting on the beach. Uh, And then, yeah, and then Jody said, now rename it from episode 10 to bullshit. I should just simply call... (laughs) I should simply call episode 10 bullshit. Uh, And then I said, ah, I see. And I simply responded, uh, struck a nerve, eh, beachy? And uh, Jody said that got legit LOLs for real. And so, yeah, so that was it. So episode 10 sucked because, uh, yeah, just like, just like the episode where I shit on anyone over the age of 13 who wears a jersey, which I'm sure you thought sucked because as you sat there wearing your jersey, listening to episode 10 or listening to the episode in which I shat on jerseys. And then of course you all proceeded to send me pictures of your, of you wearing a jersey at various different events. Uh, just as you hated that episode, Jody with her fondness of all things beach, her love of the beach, the surf and sand. Uh, yeah, I can see why she would have hated episode 10. So that's, that's the first and only negative feedback that I've ever received on the podcast was that, uh, yeah, Jody hated episode 10. Uh, and Jody then wrote, uh, and, and this is a group text with actually cl- the real cliff is on this text. We have an ongoing group text. That's Jody, Cliff, and myself. Uh, Cliff never responds to anything because that would require the use of his right hand, and we all know what's happening. It ain't texting. Uh, I'm sure the phone is in his left hand, if you catch my drift. Right, Cliffy boy? Pound pounds open for business 24-7. 
Uh, so Jody wrote, uh, so this is important. I dreamed that Cliff was in the area and had coffee at Bites, which is a little cafe at the building we used to work at, at Gateway. Which means we have to coordinate a reunion when you, Hopkins, are in Charlotte again. When will that be? But instead of coffee, it should be old fashions. Cliff actually responded to this with one, uh, just a smiling emoji. Just a fucking, just an a, a classic asshole response. Just a, you know, I'm, he's just basically this whole text thread is just Jody and I exchanging, you know, words back and forth, having a dialogue of some kind. And then Cliff just big timing us at every turn because he's, you know, he thinks he's hot shit. And so sometimes he can, you know, he can, he can't be bothered to do anything, but occasionally he can muster up the strength to write a ha-ha or a smiley face emoji, and that's about it. That's that's what you get out of Cliff. So he sent a smiley emoji, so I guess, you know, he heard about the opportunity to get drunk on old fashions, and he perked right up. Uh, but my response was, I had a dream that Cliff snuck into my room and poured his own semen on me to make it look like I got up in the night and jerked off without cleaning up, and he laughed all the way home, knowing that I would be in a lot of trouble for messing up the sheets. And uh, <laughs> uh, Jody, Jody said, laughing, sides hurt, can't stop laughing. I'm still laughing. This was minutes later. Convo starts with coffee, and Hopkins turns it to semen inside 30 seconds. And uh, to which I responded, the things I've turned to semen could fill an ocean. Uh, and Cliff's one and only response was, oh, gosh. That's it. Oh, gosh. So thanks for participating, Cliff, as always. <laughs> it, was, it was a real pleasure to have met you. Which, of course, as you know, is the thing that Cliffy said to me on my last day working with Cliff and the whole gang down there in North Carolina. Of, of all the things that could have been said, like, hey, you know, best of luck. I'm so glad we became friends. I've enjoyed all the endless times walking. Cliff and I would go on our little walking excursions around town, walking up and down into the cemeteries and all this stuff. And hey, it's just really great to have gotten to know you and spend so much time with you. And thank you for imparting all your wisdom on me so that I can have success in this role after you're gone. No, none of that. He just said, uh, it was nice to have met you. Like, what the fuck? Nice to have met you. Like, you know. Like, I was the fucking, uh, you know, waiter at the diner and provided him with excellence. It was really nice to have met you. Like, we were at some kind of, like, goddamn networking convention. Uh, it was a pleasure. Pleasure to have made your acquaintance. I've only known you for the last, uh, like, two years. Uh, we become pals and we hang out. Nice to have met you. What a fucking... What a thing to say. <sighs> Cliff. Cliff, 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 Cliff. <sighs> getting Cliffy, I just man, picture Cliffy getting up in the morning, having his shower, putting on pants, pounding off, taking off pants, pounding off, pounding off on pants, putting on sheets, pounding off on sheets, taking sheets off, putting sheets in wash, pounding off in wash, pounding off on wash, on washing machine. Just classic, uh, classic Cliff stuff. It's classic Cliff stuff, baby. Oh, I also sent, uh, I texted everything, knowing that Jody's not going to listen to these episodes until like, you know, next Christmas. And Cliff 
probably hasn't listened to a single second of any of this stuff, which is probably not the worst thing. Uh, probably better off that he doesn't, perhaps. Uh, but I sent everything, all the WIF Clomag. I sent copies of the, the resume and the cover letter and the job description. I sent every piece of information and the background and everything on WIF Clomag. And Cliff actually, a, a sentence, a full sentence, responded, My life will be ruined when this podcast blows up and you become the next Howard Stern. Oh, a guy can dream. A fella can dream. And to which I responded, Your life will begin again when you come on full-time as my sidekick. Because... That would enhance this podcast is having having Cliffy on this thing, like the real Cliff, because uh, yeah, I mean, so much of this podcast is based on Cliff, and not so much his real life, but as the bullshit life that I make up about Cliff and all of his family members, and uh, I think Cliff himself could provide some uh, some serious entertainment. So get ready to get ready to quit that home inspection gig, <laughs> Cliffy boy. Some sometime years from now, uh, you're gonna get a call from me, uh, insisting, insisting a that you cliff that you quit the home inspection gig, and b that you consider yourself honored to have been considered by me to be brought into the podcast. Uh, welcome back to the Birthday Boy Podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back from what? It's welcome back from me, because I... Through the magic of technology, you have no idea that I've been gone for like 20 minutes. Almost a half hour. Doing God knows what. So, we went to the movies this past weekend, which was uh, not so great. First of all, why do they make movies that are three hours long? You can't tell a story in 90 minutes. Bullshit. You know you can. Get this, uh, get this music out of here. Mating Ritual, King of the Doves. The same guys who do that Are You Listening song. You know that it's part of the intro. Yeah, fuck it. What do you care? I like those guys. I really like those guys a lot, Mating Ritual. They have a lot of good tunes, some good dancing tunes. Anyway, so into the movies this past weekend. And uh, there's not not much to choose from out there. Cam, my oldest and I, Cam and I saw, well, maybe it was last weekend, the weekend before, we went and saw the Abominable Snowman cartoon, which I had zero interest in seeing. I thought it looked so boring. Uh, but man, it was good. It was a, I was shocked at how much I liked that movie. Really, really liked it. Really good. Really sweet. You know, the shit that they show in the trailer, it's for the idiot families and the kids. 
You know, I have blueberries in places I didn't have places of blueberries. Whatever the fuck he says, and it's stupid. It's just as not funny in the movie as it's as it is in the in the trailer. But that's why I don't make cartoons because uh, the whole place, all the all the idiot families were laughing, roaring, all the little kids. He has big giant blueberries in his pants. There's a scene in this It's about a yeti who comes to. The big city. Uh, he was in captivity, and he befriends a girl, and then there's you know adventures and you know all that shit. Uh, and and at one point, uh, the yeti can just kind of hum, and it makes big blueberries and other. Th- basically, can make you know, <clears throat> for the convenience of the story, uh, the yeti can just sort of like hum poorly. The Yeti humming kind of sounded like my audition for that Fleet Foxes track that Robin Pecknold was putting together over the summer. Yeah, the Yeti just kind of, he's just like, and then any kind of magical shit that you can think of just happens. And it's all perfectly convenient for them to escape danger and have everything that they need without having to, you know, be clever and come up with a way for them to get it any by any other means. Whatever. It's fine. It's all good. It was a good movie, though. I liked it. It had a lot of heart. It was good. It was, you know, it was 90 minutes. They didn't have, you know, you watch some of these cartoons, some of these movies, and there's just like this 20 minutes where just like, boy, it's just such a middle of the movie lull. Like, you don't need to, you don't have to. You can, you can, you can pace it better than that. These are kids you're talking about, you know, just let's get on, get on with the resolution. And they didn't really, you know, they didn't really dick around with, uh, with all that stuff. So it was nice. And then, of course, I went with Cam, uh, and so naturally we were sitting there, and at at one point in the movie, won't give any spoilers, but the Yeti is in a lot of trouble. Something bad happens to this poor Yeti, and all the children in the movie theater are like, oh, oh, no, and they're crying, and I looked at Cam, who was biting her lip, and she saw me with a big smile on my face, and we both just burst into laughter. Uh, just like five straight minutes of laughter, laughing at all these children who were crying because they thought that the poor Yeti was was a goner. <laughs> uh, it was fun. Fun times. You know, when I go to the movies, like, you know, for the Yeti movie, I was pretty good. Like, I, 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 got, I got the plot. I didn't have to ask a lot of questions. I was like, oh, okay, I get this. The Yeti, Yeti escapes. Bad guys catching the Yeti. The kids trying to help the Yeti. Blah, blah, blah. They learn some things about themselves. They they grow, they grow as people. It's very nice, sweet music, yada yada yada. Who cares? It's over. It's great. But there's a lot of just my attention span is such that I, even a movie that's <laughs> relatively simple to follow, I, you know, I zone out for a few minutes and then I just miss everything that's said. I miss you know small little plot points and things like that. So I'm, I'm always you know I'm that guy. Like, I tap Kim, and I'm like, what? Who is that guy? What's he doing? What did he just say? Was he the guy from before? Oh, it's a different guy? Like, basically, I'm, I'm, I'm ripping off Jerry Seinfeld's routine because that's literally what I say when I'm at the movies, that kind of thing. Or if we're sitting at home just watching a TV show, even if it's just a, sim- a sitcom. Like, I just zone out. I look at my phone. I do other things. The only the only place anymore that I can really focus on something is when I'm when I'm in the bathroom, and I have a, <laughs> when I can watch. That's that's the only that's the 
that's the uh, the sanctuary of ultimate concentration. Yep, when well, I'm taking a shit and uh, and I'm able, then I can give uh, a TV show my complete focus and attention. And that's probably where I've watched uh, probably ninety percent of the TV and movies that I've seen over the last uh, seven years or so. It's it's that's where it's been. So if I'm talking about a movie or a TV show, there's a good chance I I watched it while I was on the uh, while I was on the throne, if you will, taking a giant dump. Yeah, Seinfeld. Well, here. Confused in the movie theater by the by the plot. It's embarrassing. This is an embarrassing thing to have to admit. But I'm the one that you see in the parking lot after the movie, talking with his friends, going, "Oh, you mean that was the same guy from the beginning?" <laughs> Nobody will explain it to you when you're in the theater. You can't find out. Why did they kill that guy? Why did they kill that? Who was that guy? What was that? Guy? thought he was with them. Wasn't he with them? Why would they kill him if he was with them? Oh, he wasn't really with them. Oh, he was with them. That's a good thing they killed him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of... Just a lot of times I'm leaning over to Kim, like, what's, what's happening right now? Because I just completely... And it's not because I'm paying it. I'm paying careful attention to the details, and I just am not getting it. I'm really just, if the movie doesn't uh, doesn't captivate me, that's it, man. I, I I start I start going elsewhere. The mind she tends to wander, and then I'll come back when something sees in, seems interesting, and I'll say, "So why are they? Where are they now? Weren't they just in the other place? I thought they were back at the other building. Is this their home? Whose home is it?" Why are they at that house? So what are they doing there? I thought the other guy went with her, but he's at the home with them. I just, because I just, I don't, I, I can't. And then, she, boy, stick me in front of a three-hour thing. Forget it. I'm done. Although, I was pleasantly surprised, and I chalk it up to the fact that I took a nice little nap on Saturday before we went to the movies, uh, because I... I, that's the other thing, is I fall asleep. I'm usually out. It doesn't matter. I mean, they have the they have the reclining seats now at theaters. It's so comfortable. It's really hard to not fall asleep. But, and, and you know, if we go at a certain hour, it's like, I'm ready for bed. I don't want to be doing this. And I generally, I just, I usually don't want to be at the movies, period. I just don't, I can't sit there, for especially for two hours, for three hours, that's why Chunkies is okay. I don't mind Chunkies because, yeah, I'm sitting there, but, like, every once in a while, I, you know, I break things up by having to order food from the waiter or waitress and then, like, eat my eat my hot dogs, my reservoir dogs, and my Mission Impossible nachos, and my ginger ale or Shirley Temple. So, like, I've got things, I got, I've got things to do. And I can kind of, you know, I can adjust myself a little bit better. I've got a table to lean on, or I can lean back in the seat. I can recline a little bit. There's some, there's things to keep me, to kind of keep me in it a little bit more. Whereas if I'm if I'm in one of those electronic reclining leather things at the movie theater, just like forget it. I just spent, I just spent three thousand dollars, which I think is what it costs to go to the movies. I just spent three thousand dollars to take a nap, 
And that's what I absolutely thought would happen on Saturday because we went to see a movie that was just under three hours. But I took a little 40-minute or so, a little 30, 40-minute power nap before we went because I didn't get enough sleep the night before. Had I not taken the power nap, I probably that's when the power nap would have happened is during the movie. I stayed awake during the whole fucking thing. Uh, and the movie that we saw is a movie called It 2, Second, cha- it, second Chapter, whatever the fuck it's called. And uh, I'll tell you what's funny is we sat down and these characters are showing up and the child versions of the characters and the adult versions of the characters. We saw the first one. We watched it not that long ago. I don't know, on HBO or something. And uh, I liked the first one. I clearly remembered nothing from the first one because I'm asking Kim two minutes into the movie. I'm like, who are these kids? <laughs> and she's like, are you serious? It's the losers. It's the kids. The kids. It's the like the main cast. I'm like, I'm like the kid from Stranger Things. Like he's in this. She's like, yeah. I'm like, did he replace somebody? She's like, no. I'm like he's in the first one. She's like, yeah. I'm like, you sure? Yes. I'm like, oh. I'm like, who's the girl? She's like, it's the girl from the group. I'm like, there was a girl in the group? In the first one? Yes. I'm like, wow. So clearly, <laughs> I remember watching the first It movie and enjoying it. And I obviously don't remember any of these kids at all. I remember that there were kids and they were in the scary Pennywise house. But I just, boy, I guess I obviously don't remember really much of anything about it. I remember the, the sewer, you know, the famous scene. All that shit. Um, yeah, and it chapter two, I'm like, oh, I don't remember any of these kids. And then they they bounce back and forth between the child versions and the adult versions, and uh, and that was pretty cool. And the adult versions, you know, Bill Hader was really good. They're they're all fine. One of the guys who played the guy, I don't know anybody's name. I never know anyone's name in anything. Uh, so like. Bill Hader's closest pal. I, was like, I don't know. It was like Reggie. Eddie. Eddie? I, I feel like it's a, there was an R and an E. Somebody with an R and somebody with an E. Uh, he wasn't that great. But Bill Hader was good. And, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, and, then, and then one of the characters is played by the guy who's in the Old Spice commercials, you know, where he's, like, topless and... I'm the Old Spice Man, and your wife, your wife loves looking at my body, and I'm on a horse now, and whatever, whatever those commercials. You remember this, this, this guy, this guy here. Hello, ladies. Look at your man. Now back to me. Now back at your man. Now back to me. Sadly, he isn't me. But if he stopped using ladies' scented body wash and switched to Old Spice, he could smell like he's. That guy. Look down. Back up. Where are you? You're on a boat with the man your man could smell like. What's in your head? Back at me. Back at me. Yeah. It's an oyster with two tickets. Uh, that thing. You anyway, that guy. That guy's in the, the halfway. You know, a few minutes into the movie, I'm like, I'm like, boy, I know that guy. I've seen him a lot, and I don't know any movies or shows that I know him from, but I know him from something. And then I'm looking at him like, so I lean into Kimmy. I'm like, hey, that's the old Spice guy, isn't it? And she's like, I, I don't leave me alone. Just leave me alone. Let me watch the movie. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's the Old Spice guy. You know, look at me. Look at me. I'm on a horse. Old Spice. And Kim's like, yeah, this is why you miss everything in the movie. Shut the fuck up so I can talk, so I can watch the movie. Stop talking. 
Write it down. Make a note. And then talk to me afterwards. Ask me after the movie if it's the Old Spice guy. But I want to know now if it's the Old Spice guy. I'm pretty sure. I'm going to check IMDB on my phone right now. (laughs) I would never do that. I would never check my phone during the movie. I mean, I pulled it out of my pocket every five minutes to see what time it was. And time seemed to stand still. Uh, as you can probably guess at this point, I was not in any way, shape, or form a fan of this movie. I just fucking hated it. Oh my god, it was so bad. <laughs> it's getting good reviews. Not from me, but it's just like, oh my god, it's just a CGI nightmare. Nothing is remotely scary about this movie. Everything that was supposed to be, unless they were trying to make us laugh, maybe they were, because everything about it made me laugh. Just the CGI garbage monsters and the way that things end in a very CG way. Oh, it's just so cheesy and stupid and bad. And I think like, oh, well, maybe they really, you know, maybe this uh, took quite a diversion from what Stephen King wrote. And it's like, oh, no, it's like pretty much exactly what he wrote, which which actually doesn't surprise me because here's another thing. I think he's just tremendously... He's a great guy. I love The Shining. I love Shawshank. Uh, Misery is really good. I liked the TV show Haven that was based on the Colorado Kid, which I think was a short story by Stephen King. Haven, you know, back it was on Sci-Fi back in the day. Uh, but uh, generally, and I love Stephen. I love following Stephen King on Twitter. He just seems like such a cool dude, such a great guy. Uh, but I think he's just tremendously overrated. And I just, his, I, yeah, I'm not a fan. Just not, the things that I mentioned I love, so I shouldn't say I'm not a fan. I mean, so I guess he's not overrated because he, he's made a lot of good things, but he's really made some stinkers. You know, the master of horror, I, I come on. Isn't that, he has that moniker, I feel like. I don't know, I, I feel like because he's just, he's made so much of it, and so many different kind. you know, like one thing's clowns, and one thing's a scary hotel, and then there's one a crazy woman, there's a guy chained up in the woods in her in her house, in bed and abuses him and tortures him, and it's creepy and yeah, animals, Cujo, pets, dead pets, you know. There's a lot of this. There's a lot of stuff, and I think a lot of it really sucks. And uh, so, you know, to find out that like yeah, this is pretty true to his writing. It's like yeah, I guess I kind of get that because he's he's put out some stinkers, and I just I'm yeah I'm just not a huge fan. I'll be honest. Uh, maybe that'll get me in as much hot water as the Jersey comments or my thoughts on the beach. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I'm not I'm just not a big fan of his. I, I I don't find you know for the guy that's routinely called the master of horror, he's. He's done very little, uh, he's provided very little scares to me anyways. And boy, this It Chapter 2. And I liked the first one. I thought the first one was good. Obviously, I didn't remember any of the children or the actors or anything that happened in it, but I remember liking it. I remember turning it off at the end. I was like, yeah, that's good. This second one. And then the stuff that's supposed to be scary when, when the stupid clown, who, by the way, looks like an idiot. Like, there's nothing scary about that jackass clown with his stupid buck teeth and his dopey head and his fucking hair. Like, honestly, Bozo looked scarier than this guy, and this guy looks like a Bozo. (sighs) But, uh, you know, the stuff that he does to the 
to people in this one, it's like, what was the, there's an opening scene that's just pointless. And it's really just like sad and depressing more than anything. It's interesting to find out that Stephen King wrote it years and years, decades ago. And it's sad that it's based on like an actual events, but I don't, there was no, I didn't understand the point of it being in the movie. I just had nothing to do with anything. And it was just like, it was just depressing and sad and shitty more than anything. And then this, you know, one of the victims, like, the, you know, one of the kids is, it's like, oh, that was not scary. It was just like, it's just really like kind of sad. And then, yeah. And then the rest of it is just CGI, just garbage. And it's, I, I was laughing out loud and, and a lot of the audience was laughing too. I mean, towards the end, I don't know if they were laughing at the jackass <laughs> who was laughing at everything, that being me, or they were also laughing because they thought it was so laughably bad, but it was laughably bad. It was just a terrible, terrible, and it's three hours. There's so many times that I leaned over to Kim and I was like, this, this doesn't need to be in this movie. This is why it's three hours. This doesn't have to be three hours. We're like, what's the point? Why is the guy, why is this even happening? And what happened to the guy? And stuff just kind of gets like nothing. I, I, I can't even, I don't understand why anybody would think that any of this is any good. It's so crappy. You've got like these, these movies and things out there that are like, like hereditary. That's a good, scary movie. That's a great movie. Stuff happens you have no you do not see it coming, just cr- just insane things, and it's so fucking good. We watched Midsummer over the weekend, not as good as Hereditary, but it's still same thing, just just insane stuff, and it's just you know it's not like just jump scares and there's no CGI bullshit popping out of the darkness and chasing after people. It's just like just a good scary the, the witch. That was a good one too. I liked the witch. You just want the whole time. You're like, oh my god, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? And it ends up the witch ends up being not really all that scary, but it's really good, really well done. And then Jesus Christ, this chapter two, it. Oh my god, three hours could have could have been forty five minutes. Honestly, they could have told that story. You know, and the stuff with the friends, the losers. I guess was okay, but honestly, they. They all kind of just seem like shitheads. <laughs> like I don't, and I'm not particularly, you know, into any of these guys. They don't, they don't remind me of any of my friends because my friends weren't like shitheads. I, you know, they were likable, and most of these characters are just like these, you know, they're just douchebags. Just not in that like friend kind. They're just, they're just idiots. I hate the kids. It's sort of like I, I don't like any of the kids in Stranger Things. And, of course, the kid who's in Stranger Things is in this. Maybe I just don't like him. But I don't think that's true because I look at this kid and I think, my God, I wish HBO or Netflix or something, if Howard Stern retires next year, or even if he doesn't, I wish they would put together some kind of TV series, like 10 episodes a season, let it go for, like, just, I don't know, however many seasons it needs to, make private parts the TV show. From, like, the young Howard Stern through college his early radio days, DC and NBC, WANBC, and and you know all the stuff, and then leading up to Syria, just like do his whole life story, and maybe cut back and forth between young and old, and I, I don't even I don't know, but this fucking guy from Stranger Things and It Chapter Two would be a perfect like young teenager Howard Stern, as far as I'm concerned. So I say, get this guy out of the out of these garbagey you know 
it get them out of Stranger Things because I mean I I love Stranger Things. The second season sucked. First season was awesome. Third season was really good. Got got it back to where it used to be. Um, so yeah, okay, he can keep doing the Stranger Things. You know, how many more seasons of that do we really need? Anyway, do another season or two of Stranger Things, then get him doing like yeah, make somebody just somebody make private parts of the TV series on HBO or on Netflix, and put this kid in it to play the young young Howard Stern. Uh, anyway, wh- what's the point of any of what I'm saying? I don't, I don't like these kids. I just don't like these kids in this capacity, and I don't like the adult versions of them either. They're all just, they're all just kind of jerk offs, as far as I'm concerned, uh, for the most part. And I'm not interested in them. I'm not interested in their friendship because they're all like, they're shitty. T- they're all just like shitty to each other most of the time and yelling at each other, and then like, you know, crying when one of them. Give away any spoilers, but you know when something bad happens to somebody, like oh no, he's our best friend. Like you, you spent the whole movie shitting on him, and like not in the way you know. Of course, like all friendships are based on like making fun of each other. My friends and I—that's all we do—is make fun of each other. But like these these kids in these movies are just like, yeah, they're just dicks to each other. Just <laughs> not in that like friend kind of way. They're just dicks. I don't like any of them. So, uh, and Pennywise looks stupid. Uh, he looks like a goof. Uh, and then there's just CGI, just, just CGI vomit all over the screen. And it's really dumb. The scene in the Chinese restaurant I liked. I thought that was a good, that was a good little scene at the beginning. But, uh, boy, I just, I really, I got out of there and I was kind of trying, I was trying to be nice. You know, I was like, you know, I liked this, I didn't like this. And then... The more I started talking about it, I was just like, you know, I fucking hated that movie. I fucking hated that piece of shit movie. But, yeah, you know, it was that or go see The Joker, which every time I watch that trailer, I go back and forth, like, from 0 to 10. Like, yeah, I really want to see this. It looks good. Or, uh, this looks like a piece of shit. Uh, it's like, I don't know. And, and I feel like I'm looking forward to seeing it when it comes out on DVD, on digital. I don't think I want to go to the theater because I don't want to be around the people. Kind of like I don't want to be around wrestling fans <laughs> at a wrestling event. I'd imagine there's some crossover going to see the Joker. A lot of dudes, I'm guessing. Um, I feel like there's a Venn diagram of like like virgins, juggalos, people over 13 wearing sports jerseys. I feel like in the center of all of that, of like virgins, juggalos, and over 13 wearing sports jersey guy. I think right in the center of that is is Joker going to see the Joker <laughs> in the movie theater. That's right in the middle of that Venn diagram. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. That was that would have been my choice though. Uh, we went and saw it too, but I would have I would have probably chosen the Joker, but I didn't care. I was just happy to be out with my good lady wife and uh, enjoying time out of the house, seeing a movie together eating my goobers, and I did get, I did have goobers, I had nachos and goobers, salty and sweet, baby, um, and then just, just watching the inexplicable nonsense on the screen, that was it, chapter two, just, just silly, just silly nonsense, a lot of really dopey things, nothing scary, having a crappy looking CGI ghoul pop out of the darkness, like, 
I don't know. But maybe it's not for me. Maybe the movie's for younger kids or something. Like, not little kids, but I don't know. We honestly left there. We we would joke with the kids, like, hey, we're going to go see it, take you to see It Chapter 2. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. That's not for you. We left there, I mean, not everything in the movie, but 85, 90% of what happened in that movie, I'm like, eh, it wouldn't be that bad for the kids. There's really nothing, there's really nothing happening. You know what movie I liked? I liked The Nun. <laughs> I like those, uh, I like those, uh, that whole, that whole universe. What are those other two? You know, whatever they're called. The Conjuring. Those are good. Conjuring movies. That, that has some good scares in it. And The Conjuring 2 has The Nun. And then The Nun gets her own movie called The Nun. And it's not a very good movie. But you know what? When you're watching the previews, when you're watching the trailer for The Nun, you think, hey, that looks like a good, creepy, scary movie about a creepy, scary nun lurking around in the shadows of an old, spooky, medieval convent terrorizing people. And then you watch the movie, and you know what? It's a movie about an old, creepy, nun, ghost thing terrorizing people around an old, medieval convent. And I think the movie's about 90 minutes long. Fantastic. Just fantastic. Not three hours with a dopey goddamn clown. Uh, I really, really hated that. I really hated that movie. Oh, but you know what movie I don't hate? A beloved classic. Possibly my favorite movie ever. Oh, that's right. Transformers. Shimo had asked me to talk about Transformers. And I thought, no, I'm not gonna. What am I gonna fucking say about it? It's my favorite movie. But what am I gonna say? Like, I don't know. But then the more I thought about it, it's like, yeah, I got, I got shit to say. Shit to say that hopefully won't uh, have everybody tuning out and deleting this podcast and unsubscribing. Because I do want to talk about that. The Transformers have been such a key part of my life since I was about four. And I watched the show. I love... Look, there were there were two times in my childhood... Like, I recall my first two erections. The first one was watching Pinwheel on Nickelodeon. And they had a little featurette. <clears throat> Bubba Booey. They had a featurette on this little ballerina girl I thought was just super hot. I didn't even, I didn't know what was happening. But, you know, I was about, I don't know, five, five or six. Uh, That was the first time. And then I think I sat on the back of the couch, spread eagle. I think I just went to town on the couch like a dog because I didn't know what else to do just watching this pinwheel pinwheel show, this featurette on this ballet dancer. Uh, and then the second time was pretty much 90 minutes from start to finish watching Transformers the movie for the first time. Let's get this. It's great, great music, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill it. So, oh yeah, Transformers. So I love the TV show. I love the toys, and the su- and. The summer of 1986, 
what a fucking magical my two favorite movies like you think about my three favorite movies maybe came out within like a year I mean add Ghostbusters Ghostbusters Back to the Future Ferris Bueller Transformers all coming out just within a couple a few years time oh my god what a time to be alive three amigos (laughs) come on the 80s man I tell my kids all the time that I'm I feel so bad that they'll never get to know what it was like to exist in the 80s or the 90s. Just magical, magical decades. And that's what's so great about Stranger Things. It's like I've never seen anything capture the 80s so well. Even if you hate Stranger Things, which I can't imagine. I mean, it's so good. Like season two, eh, not so great. But season one and three of Stranger Things, it's so good. And the atmosphere, I mean, this season, and they had that mall and the food court and everything, and it's just like, oh, it just completely feels, completely feels like the 80s. It's, they really do a bang-up job. Anyway, 1986, Transformers the movie comes out, and I had watched the cartoon for so long, I had toys, and the whole summer, I just, all I could think, I, until the movie came out, until we finally went to see it, that's all I thought about. I just ate and drank and slept and breathed Transformers. And all I ever wanted to do, if I wasn't watching Transformers, I wanted to be playing with Transformers. Or if I couldn't do either of those things, if I was had to be at school, then I was just thinking about Transformers. It's, it's all... I've never... Of any other kind of things, you know, video games, wrestling and stuff to be obsessed with, I don't know if any obsession came to the level of me between, like, the ages of maybe four and seven when it came to Transformers. It was, oh my god. And then, you know, you move on and I became a big fan of G.I. Joe, always liked He-Man, Ninja Turtles became just an unbelievable obsession and then, and that was pretty much it. And then the '90s rolled in. It was like, okay, video games, wrestling—that that kind of took the place of toys. Grown men playing as action figures in the ring became became the new obsession in the '90s. But goddamn, 1986, man. Yeah, that uh, erection number one, ballerina girl on pinwheel. Erection number two, Transformers the movie, and particularly. I mean, that, that opening scene, or not the opening scene, but the scene, there's this, like, so so basically Transformers the movie, like, from a purely a business standpoint, it served to, you know, all, all the beloved Transformers that we knew and loved from the cartoon up to this point, they killed a lot of them off to make, to make room for the new Transformers, but really to sell new toys. Like, okay, the old toys are out, the new toy, this is what you want now. Everybody's, all the kids have purchased... All the old toys. Now we've, we're going to bring in the new toys, and the way to introduce the new toys is a thing called Transformers the movie. Six-year-old me didn't give a shit about uh, marketing and any of that stuff. Strategy. Who cares? It was like, oh my god, there's all these new Transformers, and they have brighter colors, and they're futuristic cars instead of you know today's cars, and they're it's it's cars that don't even exist yet. That's how futuristic it is. <laughs> And, uh, you know, watching the cartoon prior to the movie, you know, I always kind of hated the Autobots. You know, I thought they were all kind of doofuses. Even Optimus Prime, you know, and he's a great, 
Optimus Prime, a great noble leader and all that stuff. And uh, But, you know, he's kind of kind of an idiot. Like, they just can never even come close to defeating the Decepticons, ever. And the Decepticons can fly, you know, they have, like, Decepticons have guns attached to their arms, and they're like jets, and they're guns, and the Constructicons form Devastator, which is really cool. And the, all the all the Autobots are kind of pussies. <laughs> and they're, you know, they're real, like, helpful, but kind of dopey. And then there's a couple cool ones, you know, like Jazz and Blaster and a few others. But the Decepticons are just, you know, Megatron's badass. Soundwave is awesome. Starscream is, like, maybe my favorite Transformer because he was such a... such a douchebag coward, but he was, you know, he was just pure evil. And that was great, and he was always trying to, you know, he was always trying to fuck over Megatron, but to no avail, and... Oh my god, it's just so good. And then, uh, so this opening scene of Transformers the movie, not the opening scene, but an early scene, a bunch of these Autobots that I hated, uh, like, I fucking hated Ironhide. Just, he's just such a fucking do-gooder, it just made me sick. Old Ironhide. <laughs> Fuck him. When are we gonna start busting Decepticops, Optimus Prime? <laughs> Fuck you, Ironhide. Oh, I... So anyways, I hated Ironhide. You know, Ratchet was okay. He was an ambulance. Ironhide was just like a red minivan, so it's like he's a sucky car, and he has like a southern accent. I just hated Ironhide. Hated him. Hated Ratchet. Uh, Prowl. Prowl was okay, but he was kind of a wuss. And then Brawn, I just hated his head and his co the colors. He had like this gross, like earwax yellow color they were just like they were sucky Autobots and all four of those fuckers get wiped out within seconds when the Decepticons crash uh, hijack their ship and uh, Megatron turns into the gun Starscream takes Megatron as the gun and he blasts these Autobots to smithereens and it's great because they don't just because Transformers didn't die and now I'm watching this movie, and the Transformers are dying. And it's the Autobots. They're all dying. And I'm like, yeah, that was, you know, uh-oh. <laughs> like, I'm getting... <laughs> Something's happening in my pants. My six-year-old... <laughs> my six-year-old pants. Something's feeling funny. But it was like, oh, okay, I'm excited because the Autobots are getting killed. And then you see, like... You see the light literally go out of their eyes, and like smoke comes out of their mouths, and you and you just know like, oh my god, they're not, you know, it's not like an episode of Transformers where like they've been defeated, but they'll come back next time and try again. No, they're dead. You're dead. Ratchet's dead. Braun's dead, and you see them all just crash to the ground, and then uh, you know Megatron, Megatron walks to the front of the ship, and Ironhide. Is still like his last breath. He grabs Megatron by the leg and he goes, No! <laughs> and then Megatron just blows him to shit. And it's the greatest thing ever. It's fucking awesome. Megatron transforms into the gun. Oh, Braun, you're dead, you stupid fathead idiot. Who's next? Get up, you pussies. Oh, nice shot, Prowl. Missed. Oh, and then... 
smoke comes out of his mouth, his eyes fade, he's dead. Ratchet and Ironhide putting up a good fight. Oh, you missed because you're Autobots and you suck at shooting. You're like fucking stormtroopers. They take about six or seven shots to the chest and they're dead. Ratchet's dead. <laughs> Starscream. So good. And then... And then Ironhide, like I said, with his last... Gasp of energy. <laughs> right, here we go. I wish. Ironhide. Oh, <laughs> uh, and then he's dead. Just blew his, just blew his little robot brains out. His small pea brain Ironhide <laughs> circuits <laughs> blasted into oblivion. Oh my god. I'm not going to go through every fucking scene of this movie. That's just... that's Honestly, that scene there where the Decepticons just murder four Autobots, including Ironhide, who I hated, and Braun, who I really hated, was like one of the happiest things ever. Uh, my only The only complaint I have... I, I love Transformers the movie. It's my favorite movie. I just start to finish. I love it. It's just action and like 80s rock and roll music, and it's just fucking awesome. And um, the only complaint is all the Autobots died, and somehow Bumblebee lives. Who uh, I, I maybe hated Bumblebee the most because he's just you know he's just this little idiot, and he's yellow, <laughs> and he's he's yellow the color, and he's also just you know he's just kind of a he's, he's also kind of a puss like most of the Autobots, but somehow he survives. Oh well, can't win them all, but uh, yeah, it's just. Such a fabulous movie, and then, you know, Optimus Prime, spoilers, Optimus Prime dies, the big battle with Megatron, he gets killed, <laughs> and that scene, you know, everybody cries, right, that's like the sad scene, it still makes people cry, and I, I was so happy, like, oh, thank god, Optimus Prime, he's done, finally, he's out of here, let's get somebody new in, Ultra Magnus, Hot Rod, anybody. And I like Optimus Prime. I was happy. Ultimately, they brought Optimus Prime back on the Transformers cartoon. But uh, when Optimus Prime died, I was I was just ecstatic. But then I was pissed off because Megatron, Megatron didn't die. Megatron is Optimus Prime's uh, arch nemesis. For those of you who don't know, who don't follow the Transformers, and uh, and they had a big battle, and they they basically killed each other. But Megatron was st Prime, Optimus Prime just full on died, and it was so great. He just turns to black, like coal, and his head rolls to the side, and he's dead. And it's such a sad scene, and I, I've, oh my god, I just loved it. Oh my god, and I still do. I love watching Optimus Prime get killed. But I was sad, because Megatron, uh, Megatron, he doesn't die, he gets, he gets turned into Galvatron, voiced by Leonard Nimoy. Uh, and then uh, Galvatron's first order of business is to kill Starscream, because Starscream had always been gunning for Megatron's job, you know. Long before there was Dwight Schrute, there was Starscream. <clears throat> Starscream to, is to Megatron what Dwight is to Michael. And so, so yeah, uh, Starscream finally gets the job of, uh, instead of being the assistant to the Megatron, he's, he's now, he's Megatron. He's the new Megatron. He's the new leader of the Decepticons, instead of the assistant to the leader of the Decepticons. 
And that's short-lived because then, uh, you know, Galvatron shows up and he kills Starscream. That was the only other... The fact that Bumblebee lived and Starscream died because Starscream was such a good character. You loved to hate him or you hated to love him or whatever, and he was such a coward. and Just like Dwight. I mean, there's so many times during The Office when you're like, oh, Dwight is such a piece of shit. But you can't have that show without Dwight. You can't have the Transformers show without Starscream. And then they got rid of Starscream. Like, oh, man. And then they had him come back, like Starscream's ghost and all this nonsense. But, oh, man. Transformers, the movie. I, I don't have much else to say. I was so happy that the Autobots died. So many of the Autobots died. I was happy to have new toys. I left the movie theater like every other kid. You know, it worked. It completely worked because all I wanted to do was the same thing that I always wanted to do, which was go to the toy store and buy every every Transformer that they had on the shelf. And, uh... And then go home and play with the Transformers and then have the Autobots die in my own little imaginary battles that I would have with my Transformers. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately Bumblebee lived on. And then they went and made a fucking movie about him. Which I really, I was not looking forward to this Bumblebee movie that just came out last year. Um, I hate all those those Michael Bay Transformers movies, except for the, the first one was okay. I hated it at the time. But now that the years have created, now that the years have gone by and created so many really, truly terrible Transformers movies, the first one just looks better by comparison. And this Bumblebee movie I had no interest in because I hate, I think Bumblebee sucks. I think he sucks in the cartoon and I think he sucks in the, in the new ones because he's like, he's cute. Um, and we went and saw it and uh, yeah, I didn't like it at all. And I was, you know, it got great reviews. Everybody's really, really high on this movie. I get it. I get why people like it, but it's, it wasn't for me. Because I'm just not a, I'm not a Bumblebee fan. I love the, the, the two minutes that they had a big, you know, battle on Cybertron with all the Autobots and Decepticons. I was hoping there would be more of that towards the end of the movie. Maybe there'll be a, I'm sure there'll be a Bumblebee 2 and maybe they'll have something like that. But yeah, fuck Bumblebee. I hate Bumblebee. He's such a wiener. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you this, the kids love that movie, that Bumblebee movie, and I don't dislike, I didn't hate the movie, I just don't like Bumblebee, so, you know, a movie based around Bumblebee, it was exactly what I expected it to be, just, you know, I like, you know, the acting's good, and, uh, you know, Pamela Adlon's in it, she's great, uh, you know, that Steinfeld kid, she's good, John Cena was terrible, but, uh, whatever. It's all good. Um, yeah, it's not for me, but the kids the kids loved it. We, that was one of the movies that I downloaded. I let them each borrow a, an old iPhone. We went to Norway and downloaded a bunch of movies and TV shows on it. And they spent... I, I think both of my kids watched Bumblebee f- several times while we were just like kind of driving around. When they got tired of looking at the lame scenery of gorgeous mountains and lakes and, you know, fjords... They decided to put their headphones on and <laughs> listen to watch the Bumblebee movie. But they watched it a bunch of times. It's great. I'll give it another go. Because again, I didn't, I didn't hate it. I just didn't, I didn't like it as much as everybody else. And I just don't really like Bumblebee. So now, if they could make the Starscream movie, then we're talking. Now we're cooking. Actually, if they could just like. Yeah, just take take the CG that they used in the Bumblebee movie, and then just for kicks, remake the 1986 Transformers the movie, 
same music, keep the music, keep uh, everything in, take all the voice work that was done originally, just make it, the only change is that now you've got like the cool CG effects. Try that, yeah, that might be fun. Otherwise, uh, you know, let's be honest, 1986, Transformers the movie, it's an untouchable classic. The voice acting, oh my god. I mean, you know, the the voice actors who who did the, you know, Frank Welker as Megatron. Frank Welker has done voices for things, just so many, so many fucking things. Megatron, Fred from Scooby-Doo, it's just, like, the list, the list goes on and on. He is a, he is an icon, a voice acting icon. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the voice of Scooby-Doo, I mean, he's like, what doesn't he do? And any any cartoon where you hear like a, I don't know, like a dog barking or some kind of an animal noise, it's probably Frank Welker. They probably brought Frank Welker in to do, to do that voice, of like dogs. I mean, he's been on so many things, just doing. Yeah, he's the voice of Nibbler on Futurama. He's, he's so many voices, but yeah, Megatron. To me, he'll always be Megatron. Even though he's also Scooby-Doo and Fred and all that stuff. Yeah, and he was Megatron and like and a lot of the... Even the live-action things. Eh, he's, he's great. He's the greatest. And then, I mean, you've got uh, Peter Cullen, who's Optimus Prime and Stupid Ironhide. And he's Optimus Prime in all of the, all of the remakes or, or all the, uh, you know, all the live-action stuff. That's just great. Then on top of that, the cele You've got Orson Welles. You've got Orson Welles. Let me let me let me pull up the whole the whole list here. I mean, you've got Orson Welles in his final his final performance, Transformers the movie. That was it. That was okay. 1987. It's got him listed as Danny's friend in a movie called Someone to Love. No, well, whatever. His last his last important performance was Unicron in Transformers the movie. I mean. You've got Orson Welles, you've got Leonard Nimoy as Galvatron, you've got, like, who else? Uh, uh, Judd Nelson, just, yeah, <laughs> Scatman Crothers as Jazz, you know, from The Shining. Hey, Danny! Hey, Doc! I mean, just, like, so many, yeah. Robert Stack, Ultra Magnus. Just, just endless celebrities. Yeah, Eric Idle, of course, is Rekgar. You've got the great soundtrack. You've got, oh my God, Vince DiCola. We played earlier the the Rocky soundtrack, and then he did the Transformers soundtrack, the score. Just too many things, too many things to name that I absolutely just adored about that movie, and still today love as much as the first time. Like when I play that movie, it's like watching it for the first time. For the for the five millionth time, it's still the same as the first time. And then I get like a fucking idiot. I like yeah, I sit and, like get emotional watching. It's just just awesome. It's such a fucking great movie. And uh, yeah, the voice talent, the music, the action, the fact that all those terrible Autobots are butchered just minutes into the movie. And it's just and just a lot of just shooting guns, lasers, and transformers fighting each other and traveling through space and big battles and large scale things. 
It's it's the best. And of course, my mom taking me to see Transformers the movie, who obviously had zero, less than zero interest in being there and going to that movie. The number of moms who had to sit and suffer through that movie back in 1986. Man, oh man. <laughs> I, remember, I remember walking into the movie theater and my mom saying, uh, Hey, w- would you rather see Howard the Duck? That's, that's how much my mom did not want to see Transformers the movie. She tried to get me to see Howard the Duck. I said, no, of course. I've only been talking about this movie every second of every day for the last however many months. Yeah, let's just go see Howard the stupid fucking duck. So yeah, she sat through it. She hated every second of it, I'm sure. And I sat there drooling. And uh, yeah. And also probably having uh, my second uh, erection ever. Just at all the incredible animated violence and music. And the fact that they were playing like rock and roll music from like actual bands with lyrics and things. And just like, oh my god, it was... This ain't your grandma's Transformers. It was just amazing. I don't know. That's all I have to say. It, it's, it was life-changing. What a, I mean, I just I couldn't, I couldn't believe I was watching this. Like, that somebody... I think every kid went into that movie and said, Oh my god, these guys went into my brain, pulled out everything that I would ever want to see in a movie about Transformers, and they made it happen. And then things that I didn't even know I wanted in a Transformers movie, they made it all happen. And then a few decades later, uh, Michael Bay said, I'm going to do the opposite of that. And here are my Transformers movies. So thanks, asshole. For ruining our childhood with all of those, what, six, seven, how many of those garbage movies are there? I mean, at least that's the one good, that's, you know, Bumblebee I didn't like, but it's it's better than all that shit that that, that asshole was putting out there, so I will, I, I feel the need to say that, just to clarify. I do not lump Bumblebee in with, I do not lump Bumblebee in with those Michael Bay pieces of shit. So, there's that. But, man, oh man, nothing nothing anyone can ever do, live action or otherwise, is going to even come close. What? Another thing, since I'm giving out great free ideas, in addition to the Howard Stern Private Parts TV series that they should do on Netflix or HBO or something, they should also take Transformers the movie, you know, the thing I said before, making a, you know, CG, live action, blah, 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 fine. What they should do, take Transformers the movie and make a Transformers the movie the game. Make it kind of like the Transformers game uh, that, that came out a few years ago that's that's really fun, has the, the nice animation, looks like the cartoon, you get to play as Optimus and all the other guys. Do something like that. Make it the video game is the same animation, style. make it look and feel exactly like the movie, but you get to play through it. So you play through the movie. So like in one scene you get to be you know, Starscream holding Megatron, the gun, shooting all the Autobots on this spaceship. And then another scene, you get to have a battle where you could choose to either be Optimus Prime or Megatron. You get to be all... In the opening scene, you get to play as Unicron, and you get to control Unicron while you eat planets. Come on. Make, make that into a game. That's what I would love. Before I die, if they could take Transformers the movie... And then make it make it into a, a video game 
that's not just Transformers the movie, but it's actually a fun game to play. And you get to play all the different characters through all the different scenes of the movie, and the music's there, and all the vo- everything's there from the movie, which I'm sure it'll never happen because you know getting the the rights and everything else to do that is probably a big pain in the ass. But but goddamn, I would that would be that would be the only thing that could maybe come close to to replicating the feeling that I felt when Transformers the movie first came out when I was six years old is taking that experience and making it into a video game where you get to where you get to play as the Transformers in Transformers the movie. Oh my god. What fun would that be? Okay. I don't know what else to say about Transformers the movie. I don't think I have anything I tons to say about Transformers the movie, but now that I've lost all my subscribers talking about it, uh, I think it's time to move on. Yeah. Although, oh, you know what? I do want to... There's one other thing. The great Casey Kasem. Casey Kasem. Count it down. I gotta do a goddamn death dedication. I gotta do a birthday coming out of a goddamn death dedication. It's fucking ponderous, man. It's fucking ponderous. The legendary Casey Kasem. Well, let me tell you about Casey Kasem. He was the voice of Cliff Jumper in the Transformers, the movie. And, of course, Casey Kasem is famous for what? His countdown. It's a... Casey Kasem, count it down. Top, Casey's top 40. This week, we've got a dedication coming in on a dead dog. Whatever the fuck he did. But Casey Kasem did his uh, top 40 countdown, and then on Transformers the movie, he voice, voices Cliff Jumper, and Cliff Jumper does a countdown. Let's take a listen. You can't have you can't have Casey Kasem voicing Cliff Jumper and not doing not doing a countdown of some kind. Casey Kasem, count it down. Ah, he's dead. All right. I think uh, I think it's time to wrap it up. I hope you have enjoyed me talking about a cartoon movie from 1986 that has meant so much to me. <laughs> oh my god. Send your uh, Transformers the movie hate mail to birthdayboypodcast at gmail.com. But still give me a five star review. Alright. I don't have much else to say. I've, I've hit all the topics this week. Hmm. Kansas City at Denver tonight. I'm sorry, I'm just happened to look up at the screen. I, I'm excited for that one. I'm gonna tell you what, Denver. <laughs> if you really, if you didn't like the Transformers talk, you're really gonna love me talking about football, NFL football. I'm telling you, Denver. They're uh, they're two and four. Uh, their record is worse than they are, if that makes sense. They're a better team than their record would indicate because uh, I think they've lost to, they've lost to some good teams and not by I think only one loss was by more than one score one touchdown I think maybe to Green Bay and they lost to Jacksonville okay Jacksonville's not so great but uh, okay Chicago's not so great Oakland's not bad Green Bay's good and they beat the uh, they beat LA uh, the Chargers and Tennessee 
I'm telling you though, that record is, they're a better team than that record says because they were very close. These losses were very close, I tell you, very close. And uh, tonight's against Kansas City, I think, is going to be very interesting. Kansas City's coming off two consecutive losses. They still have four or five weeks until their bye week, way late, end of November, the late bye weeks. And I'm going to tell you, I think it's. I think Denver's going to win. There's. That's my pick of the week. My upset of the week. Because suddenly I do football picks as of 10 seconds ago. I think it's going to be an interesting game. I'm sure I'll be proven wrong on all of this. But uh, yeah, I'm going with. I'm going with the Denver. Oh shit! I just banged into the microphone. I'm going with the Denver Broncos to win tonight against the Chiefs. Uh, that's all. I'm excited. I'll tell you, I'm excited to uh, get Dallas. Dallas and Philly, two teams that I really hate, but they're two teams that are three and three. The winner of this game is going to lead that uh, that piece of shit NFC East division. I don't know. I'm excited about that. And what else? Miami, Miami at Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, the, the who gives a shit bowl. Uh, Buffalo's going to win. The Rams and the Falcons. The Falcons are terrible, but I think uh, I think that's going to be a surprise upset. Because the Rams are not as not that good. They're not so great. Started out nice, but uh, I don't know. But they've beaten, yeah. Well, the Rams though, they've beaten New Orleans and Carolina. They lost to San Francisco. I guess San Francisco's the real deal, right? They're undefeated. Tampa Bay, they beat Cincinnati, Cleveland. I mean, they haven't beat the greatest teams. They're gonna beat Washington this week. I don't know when they when they go and play Seattle and Green Bay later on. New Orleans. That's that's where you really know how good San Francisco is, or if it's bullshit. And the fucking Patriots. That's that's the team that I root for. But you know they're six and zero, but they beat. I mean, come on, Miami, Washington, the Giants, the Jets, Pittsburgh. Those teams all stink this year. They stink. Buffalo is uh, Buffalo is the best of the bunch that they've beaten. You know, Buffalo's. Uh, I don't know. I think. I think the fun's going to come to an end for Buffalo like it always does. But hey, good for them. Good for those pesky Bills. The fuck? I'm sitting here talking about football. Jacksonville at Cincinnati. Boy, I'm sorry. That's the who gives a shit bowl. Jacksonville will win that one. Minnesota will beat Detroit. Oakland and Green Bay. I'm really excited about that one. Oakland's not going to win. I think Oakland is actually going to get destroyed by Green Bay. I think Oakland's good. And I think Green Bay is much, much better. And I think that's just going to be one of those things... Where Oakland's gonna go into go into Green Bay and they're just gonna get clobbered. I think Houston's gonna beat Indianapolis. I believe the I believe the Giants will beat the Cardinals. San Francisco beats Washington. I think uh, I think the Chargers are gonna beat Tennessee. I think Tennessee is just really really bad. Uh, even though they have two wins, they're they're bad. They're really bad. <clears throat> Excuse me. New Orleans will beat Chicago. Baltimore and Seattle. That's pretty interesting. You got a five and one Seattle against a four and two Baltimore. Baltimore is at Seattle. I don't know, man. Seattle's gonna win, but that's I think that's gonna be a good one. I think that'll be a, a really solid game to watch. And then Philadelphia and Dallas. I'm gonna go with the Eagles, who I hate. New England at the Jets on Monday night. Nah. New England, they'll win. But who knows? That's that's the thing in that that AFC East. New England just rolls through everyone, and then all of a sudden, like, a really shitty Miami or a really shitty Jets team or some, some like, crappy team shows up and, and beats them, and they'll be in New York. 
I still think they're going to win, though. Patriots will win. There's, so there it is. There's, I don't know why I just picked games, but there's, there it is. Based on absolutely nothing. Did not utilize these picks for anything whatsoever. Because uh, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, much like those analysts on TV. But, uh, yeah. Who did I pick? Uh, I'm going to write these down later, and then we'll come back next. That'll be fun. Next week's Birthday Boy Podcast, I'll go through and see how wrong I was on everything and how little I know about football. Except the only difference is I'm not wearing a suit sitting in front of a camera at a desk talking about it because those guys are just as terrible at picking games as jackasses like me. So, anyway... Uh, yeah, I think that'll be a pretty fun weekend of football, I guess. I don't know, it's not the best looking, but there's some good ones out there. I like tonight's game. I like Dallas and, uh, and uh, Philadelphia. And uh, I love I love Transformers the movie. Uh, Oakland and Green Bay is going to be good too. And I love Transformers the movie. That's it. <laughs> I love playing Pokemon Go every day. I'm not going to play that song again. No, no, no. Okay, that's it. I'm done. Uh, I've got a very weird Cliffy call for you. It's uh, it's the Cliff it's the Cliffinator calling Cliffy. This is a new one, and it's only about a minute and a half because it turns out I cannot I cannot do the Cliffinator for very long, and I can't do it very well. Uh, trying to keep trying to hold that voice is tough, and doing it for a long time is tough. So it's a quick Cliffy call, but it's a new one. It's a new character. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you have enjoyed this week's edition of the Birthday Boy Podcast, and uh, we'll see you back here next week. Email birthdayboypodcast at gmail.com. Let me know how much I suck. Uh, five-star review. Even if you think I suck, just give me a five-star review and subscribe and tell your friends so that I can uh, make money being a sucky podcast guy someday. Uh, that would be nice. Uh, that's it. That's all. That's all I have. Have a, have a great week, everybody, and uh, don't ever forget that positivity is just the stupidest thing you could do. It's it's idiotic, and it's for idiots. Um, but, you know, kindness, kindness matters. So be kind, and rewind, and uh, I'll talk to you next week. Next, la-da-da. I'll talk to you next week. Okay, enjoy your week. Talk to you next time. Later, gators.
I don't really even have a premise for this this particular phone call, Al. Except to tell you, you are you are weak, Cliffy. You are not a man. You need to you need to call me so I can get you to pump. You know what the pump is, Cliff? When you building when you build your body, when you go to the gym, Cliff, which is a place you've never been, Cliffy. I'm pretty sure. And when you go to the gym and you get the pump, and that's when you're pumping iron, yeah. And when the pumping iron, and when the, the blood is flowing in the veins, Cliffy, you know, it's even better than coming. You know what I mean, Cliff? It's even better than an orgasm, and I know you know what that's like, Cliffy. You have an orgasm, and you know what that's pretty good, but when you go to the gym and you pump the iron, then you have, a, you have the pump in your veins, Cliffy. And it's better than coming. Ah, yes, yes, it's better than coming, Cliffy. Yeah. Ah, this is Uncle Cliffinator. Call me back, Cliff. Get to the chopper as soon as you can. I clearly had no premise for this call, Cliffy, but I just want to go to say you need to get to the gym and start pumping as soon as you possibly can. Ah, call me back, Cliffy. It's Uncle Cliffinator. Bye. Ah.